0: Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's time to place your bets. This is me, Joey P, Joe P's a P and it's week 16. And ooh, baby, we got a lot of games to get to here. They're all over the place, but that's okay. We got you covered. We're gonna talk about the Christmas Eve Eve slate, the full slate on Christmas Eve regular style, the Christmas day triple header. If you love football, this might be the best week of the year. And we are gonna help win you some cash. Don't forget, make sure you're also using our optimizer as well over at fantasypros.com optimizer to help you harness the power of projections to build your winning lineups all day long. In fact, you can create up to 150 of them at one time. Sounds pretty good to me. So customize that player pool, align them perfectly with the insights you get from the show, and go and upload them directly to DraftKings or FanDuel only at fantasypros.com optimizer. And of course, at Betting Pros, don't forget about that free trial we're doing. We are giving away three free days of Betting Pros Premium for everyone who uses the app on iOS. So get that today. Download the betting pros app, wherever you get your apps. Also this guy, D bro, Derek Brown, the King of bros, the fantasy bro, helping us lock down week 16. We're going to let the Thursday game go as we always do. Thank goodness. And we're going to get right to the first slate of games here. So you got Cincinnati, Pittsburgh totals 37. You got the chargers and Buffalo 43 and a half 44 and some other spots. So at this one to me, D bro, I'm looking at everybody's going to go into Buffalo. It feels like the right thing to do. It feels like James Cook. It feels like Josh Allen digs. And then maybe Deontay Johnson, maybe some other pieces like that. Tyler Boyd, some cheaper pieces in the other game to make it all work. Your thoughts?
1: I don't know if I'm going to run a lineup on that slate, Joe, that does not have Josh Allen in it. Like, I think he's the he's the clear optimal. He's going to be chalky. I don't care. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter if he's going to be played yeah. 60%. If it's the right choice, it's still the choice. It's going to sit here and bring you to the top. So Josh Allen is when we're starting the conversation for quarterbacks. If you're going off of the Josh Allen rails, I think it's got to be Jake Browning, man, and what he's been doing on a week to week basis. And I get no Jamar Chase in this game, but Jake Browning has the rushing equity. The Steelers have. Mm-hmm. They're not showing a lot of fight now, Joe. I mean, like, look, the Fighting Mike Tomlins are not fighting back right now. They're not even blocking for the running back. So um, I think this is another game that the Bengals can win. So at quarterback, I'm starting with Josh Allen. I'm starting with Jake Browning. Uh, Moving over to running back, dude, I think it's a really it's a condensed list. Like, I think the Chargers are just a dead team. I'm full fading that entire team outside of maybe a little bit of Gerald Everett exposure. But it's all James Cook. And looking at the Bengals and Steelers game, I'll probably pick a few running backs from there. Joe Mixon stands out just because of the volume. If the Bengals get up, they're going to feed him. If we want to play Najee or Jalen Warren, I get it. But they are easy uh, pivots to move away from them. But they are still in play. The wide receivers, again, we're talking about a condensed kind of field here. I don't know if I'm going to run any teams without Stefan Diggs. He is so due. For a monster so game. This
0: such a good matchup it's too, such, I mean. it, This
1: is the perfect spot <clears throat> for the Bills to say, okay, last week all we did was run the damn ball. This week, we're going to air it out, baby. We're going to make Diggs yep. happy. Gabriel Davis is going to have a game. Hell, maybe we get Dawson Knox
0: cooking again. Like, it's just a really good spot Knox for the Bills. Knox is an interesting way to, to wedge in some of these bigger, He's so more cheap. expensive pieces. So like, cheap. That's what I mean. Look, here's the core. The core is Warren, Cook, Diggs, Allen. Anything else you need to do to get that to work, to me, that's the way this goes. Going forward to Christmas Eve, let's start with Tennessee, Seattle. Talked on the other shows, Lockett being interesting, DK's interesting, Gino's back, this is a good thing, 41 and a half is the number. I'm fading Tennessee full here, I'm going to go on the Seattle side, and I think DK actually is the piece that I like the most. But if you want to go cheaper, Lockett is interesting, and JSN as well.
1: Yeah, for me, I love Gino in this matchup, man. I mean, look, you can get over on the Tennessee secondary- um, I'm done chasing Titans pieces like Derrick Henry, can I craft you a narrative where he's in a really good spot? Sure. But if Seattle starts truck sticking them out of the gate, this could be a Tajay Spears game. So he's in play for large field tournaments uh chef gino i think is one of the best quarterback plays in the entire freaking slate and yeah you can interest me in jsn the guy that really jumps out to me here though is tyler lockett and i, I just look at the coverage matchup for lockett and I, I love it man like since week 11 the tennessee Titans' seventh highest rate of too high that's been tyler lockett's bag 20 percent target share 44 percent area chair and a 26 percent first read chair. so tyler lockett has he, he, he i mean come on we talked about Diggs is due for a big game So is Tower Lock.
0: All right, let's move on to the next contest here on the slate. Coming in at 44 and a half points, Atlanta with Taylor Heinecke hosting the Indianapolis Colts. As we're recording this, still not enough information on Michael Pittman. We know Jonathan Taylor looks like he is progressing in a good direction, though. Got a full practice in yesterday. Uh, That's a good sign for sure. So it seems like you're going to get Taylor back for this game. The question is, do you want to use him? And the question is, you know, after a miserable performance last week from the Falcons. Is it time to take advantage of that? And the people just running away from the Falcons and maybe run towards them with the Drake London's and dare I say the Bijan Robinsons as well.
1: I think it's Bijan week, man. I think we're going to go right back to the well. And this scares the bejesus out of me. Like in the primer, (laughs) I literally wrote up and it says positional value, stress, diarrhea inducing RB2. That's how I feel about (laughs) Bijan. But some of those plays where you're like, it gets you queasy and you're like, oh God, like, am I really going to do this? Those are the plays and GPPs that bring home the bacon, man. So B. John Robertson, we're going to go right back to the well. We know you can run on Indy. The Colts, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's in play if he ends up playing because people are not going to know what to do with the workload. They're not going to say, OK, like, what is it going to be Moss? Is it going to be sermon. Is, is JT going to split? And that means that type of uncertainty means JT is probably not going to be highly played. So that makes him a
0: really good GPP play. I think I just for what it's worth, dude, I think he plays. I think he gets the full workload. It's not a leg injury, folks. Yep. On a leg injury. Like, well, if it was a leg injury, I'd say, like, okay, maybe we baby him in the hamstring. Agreed. You don't want to push him too much. It's a hand injury, folks. What, what are we doing here? Agreed. And the
1: other part about this one last guy I want to bring up in this game, and then we can move on. But Kyle Pitts, I think that we have a really good game for Kyle Pitts on this one. And it's not a Taylor Heineke take. This all comes down to the matchup. And With Indy running a lot of single high, Kyle Pitts has been their single high beater. He's got an 18% target share, 1.8 yards per route run. Indy has been gashed by tight ends all year. So Kyle Pitts, you have not heard me say his name maybe once this entire year, Joe. I'm saying it this week. I'm going to play some Kyle Pitts.
0: All right, next slate here game is the Houston Texans at Cleveland. This could be a fun one. Joe Flacco's cheap. Love that. The number is forty. And Joku Flacco, one of my Flacco, Joe okay. Flacco, one of my favorite like Baltimore slash uh South Philadelphia names to say is Joe Flacco. Uh Flacco, Joku, also fun. Njoku, also in play. Amari Cooper, if you want to full stack him, I'm good. Devin Singletary running back in this game. This one's appealing to me because it's very cost effective. The the main slate mm-hmm. this weekend is is tricky because you're you're taking away Mahomes, you're taking away Allen, you're taking away Jalen Hurts, some of that elite quarterback play. So you're really starting to have to look elsewhere. Flacco's one of my favorites, not my favorite quarterback on the slate, but one of, we'll get to the other one in a second. But I like this game. I think there's a way to be involved in this one too. And maybe, you know, Noah Brown, also part of that run back. What are your thoughts on Cleveland-Houston?
1: I love Joe Flacco double stacks, man. And it's so easy. You just play Amari Cooper, you play Njoku, you run it back with Devin Singletary. If you want to throw Noah Brown into a game stack, like we know where the freaking ball is going, man. I don't think Nico Collins plays this week. um, And I understand the Browns are a good defense, but we know where the ball is going. This game is going to shoot out. Like I've already bet the over for the total. Um, So yeah, man, like I've been playing Joe Flacco in the last few weeks. Like I played Joe Flacco in the first game that he played back in the NFL and led me to money. So I'm going to continue to play him in a really, really good matchup where we've had a few games. We know where the targets are going. Play Flacco, play, play Cooper, play Njoku, run it back with Singletary. And if you want to throw Noah Brown into a game stack, let's go.
0: All right, let's go to the next game here. Green Bay, Carolina. Chuba Hubbard is a guy that I've got everywhere. Again, the volume is king and he's getting tons of it. I know they're a two win team. I don't care. 37 and a half. Against that Green Bay defense, I love it. Green Bay banged up right now. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of on the fade Green Bay wagon. Uh, Injuries, maybe Aaron Jones is a piece you can interest me, but to me it's the running backs. Jones, and especially Hubbard, at his price, a much more appealing one. So, considering the return on investment of both these guys and their prices on DK and FanDuel, who do you think you're going to have more shares of this week?
1: I'm going to have a lot of Chuba Hubbard, man. Tons of Chuba Hubbard. I love Chuba Hubbard. Um, Jones is in play, but... He's honestly not my favorite Packer that I want to talk about here, Joe. Oh, um, uh-huh. the guy that um, I, I really like in this game. If you're going to mini stack this game and play Chuba on the other side, I love Dontavian Wicks. If it hasn't been Jane Reed, and I don't think Jane Reed plays this week. If it hasn't been Jane Reed or Christian Watson, the guy that they go to against single high coverage, which Carolina... Since week 11, 59% of their defensive snaps in single high, six highest rate, has been Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks versus single high, 22% target per route run rate, 2.1 yards per route run. Dontavian Wicks is also coming off a game where he had 97 receiving yards. And people are going to look at Aaron Jones. They're going to look at all the other parts of pieces. They might play some Tucker Craft. I'm telling you right now, the only Packer that I really, really love in this game is is
0: Don Tavian Wicks. All right, Don Tavian Wicks at a good price. That's for darn sure. All right, let's go to the next game here on the slate. The New York Jets against the Washington Commanders. Oh, dear. Um, Yes, oh, dear, indeed. Uh, Again, this is full fade for me, just... My lack of uh, look, the Jets have nine passing touchdowns on the year. We just talked about that. <laughs> just like nine. They yep. are the worst in the league there. It's hard to get excited about the Jets' offense. I know the Jets' defense is great, but you know, this team at five and nine, I feel like they're out of the playoffs. I just feel like they kind of pack up here. And Washington's already packed up. This is kind of a gross game now. The number's 37 and a half, so it wouldn't shock me if it kind of has a weird surprising over, but the hard part is investing in this game, in this slate in particular. So I don't have a lot of shares in this. I think it's a fate of McLaurin. Uh, I, I understand the liking the volume of Garrett Wilson and the volume, potentially of Brees Hall. But it's the efficiency for both those guys in this offense is just really tough. D.
1: I think you you pick one jet to play and you pick whoever you think is your favorite jet of the week. And that is. So who Brees is Hall. that if you
0: have one? OK, it's Hall for
1: me, okay. it's Hall, Um, because I think that you're going to see a lot of positive game script. I think the Jets defense is still in play. And for me, I think if they're going to be in positive game script, then the the honestly, the volume for Garrett Wilson might not be great. If the Jets say, you know what, what if they get out to a lead like 10, 10 to nothing, 14 to nothing in the first quarter, like say one's a defensive touchdown, then they're just going to sit on the ball. They're going to run the ball the entire day. So for me, it's Brees Hall. But if you want to like if you wanted to play, I, I, I'll say this, Joe, <laughs> I think you pick one jet. You do not play both of them. You do not play Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. There's not enough scoring out of the Jets offense to need or necessitate that both of these guys will make the optimal lineup for week 16. So pick one of these guys. For me, it's Brees Hall. But if you wanted to go Garrett Wilson, that's
0: fine. And I'm full fading the commanders. All right. Next game on the slate here, the Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings. Not one to fade here. 47 is the number for this game. Uh, certainly Jameer Gibbs is in play. He's coming off, uh, one of his best games of the year. Uh, and look, Jared Goff in the dome. Huh? Well, who'd have thought had a great game. Now he's going to another dome environment in Minnesota. I expect Goff to be good. The Goff, I'm on Ross St. Brown stack is money. We want to triple up with Gibbs. Okay, fine. You want to run it back on the other side. It's clearly the way to do it is with Addison. Cause he's the cheapest piece there. Not, Jefferson necessarily. So that's the only way you could really afford to make that work in my opinion responsibly. So that's how I see this one, Debro, how do you see it and will you be in on this chalky game or fading it potentially?
1: I like this game. Um and the parts out of this game, I think you can get, you can get kind of weird. And this game we know that both of these teams you cannot run the ball on them. Now, if you wanted to lean on the efficiency of J- Jameer Gibbs and the pass game utility of him, I get that. For me, I want to fade both of these ground games. I want to play Nick Mullins, and that scares the bejesus out of me. But what do we see last week, Joe? He threw for over 300 yards, two two touchdowns, and a good matchup. Oh, look at that. This is a good matchup that can provide again this week. And if you're telling me that the Minnesota Vikings will not be able to run the ball versus the Lions, they're going to have to move the ball, and that's going to be through the air. So Nick Mullins, we're going to talk about pay down quarterbacks Nick Mullen's double stacks are in play. If you want to go Justin Jefferson, you want to pair him with Jordan Addison or TJ Hawkinson, I think that's the way to go. On the other side, for the Lions, man, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be my most, my highly, my put it this way. He is going to be the wide receiver that I love the most, and he's going to be in the most lineups for me this week. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to absolutely crush. You look since week 11, Minnesota yeah. has utilized uh, too high at the highest rate in the nfl i'm gonna say brown versus too high 30 percent target share 4.1 yards per route run and if you want to get weird and save some cash in the game stack i'm gonna bring up a large field gpp play here joe Khalif raymond and i know people look at Jamison williams but Khalif raymond versus too high yes he only has a nine percent target share but target per route run rate, 3.0 yards per route run. He's been extremely good against too high. Nobody's going to play him. And for the savings in a game that we think can shoot out this week, Cleef Raymond could pay off.
0: All right, let's go to the next game here, which is very exciting for me. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville. I know, I know you might be thinking that doesn't sound 43 and a half is the number. I love the over potentially this game. If Lawrence does play, but this one's really good because you have a little bit of clarity Calvin Ridley is kind of like the last man standing literally right now for the mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars. And on the flip side here and release cheap this week is only 6,800 on Fanduel. You've got Baker Mayfield, well-priced. You've got Mike Evans, high price, but you take him. Same thing with Rashad White. That trio to me is invaluable this week. I love it. It's one of my favorite main slay plays. Again, I don't care if it's chalky. It's just right uh, the Jacksonville secondary is not great. Lamar Jackson did not take enough advantage of that last week. And I think Baker Mayfield ironically will this week. Debro, bro, your thoughts.
1: I love this entire game. Like you can interest me if Trevor Lawrence plays Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, both of them are in play. Both these running backs are honestly in play too. Like the Buccaneers run defense has not been the same thing over the last few weeks since week 10, the fourth highest missed tackle per attempt rate, 12th highest yards per carry allowed to gap runs which composed 62% of ETN's run volume. He has not been good over the last few weeks. So we're talking about a guy who's not going to be highly rostered. If this game goes sideways, then ETN probably has a good game. Um, but yeah, I mean, ETN's in play Rashad White's in play Calvin Ridley, love him in this game. And I like Mike Evans and he is in play, but um, my wa- my favorite wide receiver on the buck side is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, they've been force feeding the ball over the last few weeks. And you look at the coverage shell matchup Jacksonville versus we, uh, since week 11, six highest rate of two high against two high. That's been Godwin's bag. 24% target share, 2.0 yards per route run. I think that we get another Godwin week in this one. And like I said, just play all the damn players from this game, man. Like Evan Ingram's in a good spot. Cade Otten,
0: if you're playing Baker Mayfield, attack, uh, attach him to that stack. All right, let's attach the next game here on the slate. Another big one here, potentially. It's the Dallas and Miami Dolphins. We're going to skip over Chicago. We'll come back to that in a second because I want to talk about another high total game. 50 and a half. You get this at some spots. This one's in Miami. Dallas laid a huge egg in Buffalo. Different environment in Miami. Easier place to play. Not just weather, <laughs> but also environment. Question is the numbers of the Dallas Cowboys on the road are what they are at this point, And they are different than at home. That being said, Mostert, touchdown machine. I understand investing in him. I get that. Tyreek Hill with the ankle. And eh, I don't know if we want to play him necessarily because he's so expensive. To me, it's a tough one. I'm fading him. I'd rather be going to some other guys like Mike Evans on this slate if I'm paying up or Amon Ra, as you mentioned before. Those two to me are real, more appealing. So I'm fading Tyreek. I kind of want to fade Lamb too based on this. So I don't know. It seems crazy to fade a game that's got a 50 burger on it. But D Bro, this is a tricky one for me. How this do you is. see it?
1: I'm I'm gonna be betting the under in this game. I think like we talked about last but like I was not big on the Cowboys and the Bills game. I'm not big on this game, man. Like the total in this game is not representative of how well these defenses have played. It's giving the offenses too much credit. And to that point, Joe, we have seen the Miami Dolphins offense be extremely matchup sensitive. We've also seen the Dallas offense last week be matchup sensitive. So looking at this game, I will bet the under I'm really not on a lot of parts of pieces of this game. Like Tyreek Hill was in play any slate, any time that he plays. Um, If he's not going to be highly rostered this week, then I think he's definitely in play. But my favorite play out of this entire game, man, is Raheem Mostert. And uh, We've seen Miami run on everybody the entire year. Can they do that? And now, since the Bills basically just laid the blueprint of how you do that, do you think Mike McDaniel is not going to run the freaking ball this week? So Raheem Mostert is a fantastic play playing off the total. I think that he could get one to two touchdowns in this game. But the rest of this game, dude, I'm honestly fading it. Like, I'll play Raheem Mostert. I'll play Tyreek Hill. But all the Cowboys and
0: stuff, mm -mm, I'm fading all this. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. All right, Chicago, Arizona. Uh, I like this one, too. If you want to do the fields more, it's very easy to do. Now, Foreman, obviously, last week was very disappointing for a lot of people. But Erickson made a good point about, you know, if they are up by a lot, you could see a little bit of Foreman here in this game more than you think. The Bears defense is my favorite part. This is the best price point because the Bears defense has been very solid. They're still moderately priced. I'm in here. Uh, McBride is, you know, getting a ton of volume. So I respect that. So McBride's in play, but to me, it's the Bears defense and McBride. Those are the two most interesting returns on investment in this game because fields and more are relatively expensive, especially, you know, you're talking about that Detroit Lions stack. We're talking about, you know, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. So, you know, I have a little less confidence in, you know, the fields more than I do those guys necessarily, but maybe you see things differently. How do you see this one?
1: I love Justin Fields. I mean, you're. Every DFS slate, Justin Fields is in play because he can run for 100 yards in any game. And now you're telling me that he has a smash matchup through the air. This game is just it's easy for me, Joe. It's Justin Fields. It's DJ Moore running back with Trey McBride. And you move on, man, like Trey McBride for everybody out there since week eight has been the tight end one in fantasy, not Travis Kelsey, not TJ Hawkinson. It has been freaking Trey McBride since week eight. This dude has a 28% target share. That is elite alpha wide receiver one usage. So this game is easy, man. Like I said, like we're playing fields, we're playing DJ Moore, running back with McBride. There is going to be a Bears running back in this game that pops for the life of me. I don't know who the hell it is, so I'm avoiding it.
0: Not Ron, not me, not Hermione. That was <laughs> no, just, a, never. you went were, you were full Ron Weasley there for I a did. second. <laughs> <I did. laughs> not this guy, not him. It's you. You're the person <laughs> I want in my DFS lineup. All right, let's go to the next one here. <laughs> that was terrible. Denver Broncos hosting the New England Patriots. Speaking of shame, here's a game for you 34 and a half. I like that transition. um <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott versus the Denver Broncos. Yes, I say. I say yes. uh Denver Broncos, bad against the run. Full fade on the Denver Broncos offense for me, with the exception of one guy, Cortland Sutton, who all he does is catch touchdowns, and I like that, especially on Fanduel. But other than that, I don't have anything else to add in this one. Derek, do you? Nope, I'm with you. I think this game is easy. It's Zeke and that's the night it's game Sutton. too for those of you who are looking too. So again, you don't even have to look at this game at all if you don't want to, and I think that's a perfectly fine way to look at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Zeke, it's Sutton, and the other name that I'll throw in here is Hunter Henry, but we'll see if he plays. But if he does, he's even play in your lineups.
0: All right, let's move on here to the Christmas Day slate. So we've got three games. We've got Kansas City, Vegas at 41 and a half. We've got New York, Philly, 42 and a half. And then San Fran, Baltimore at 47. So I'm looking at this one right here, and I'm just going heavy towards the 49ers, which might surprise a lot of people, but I think they're the best team in the NFL. This is primetime Christmas Day. I think the 49ers are going to say, hey, everybody, take a look at us. We are we are the game to quote the great Triple H. And I think that's what they are right now. Baltimore, I'm just, they're fine. They're good for the AFC, but in terms of like that NFC competition, I think it's different. Now, that being said, they are expensive. The way you attack them, especially having to go to McCaffrey, is very expensive. So you have to find other price relief guys in this slate. Rushy Rice has moved up in price. So that's going to be a tricky thing. Um, Typically also, you've got three games here where there's three heavy favorites, That always something goes sideways. So the question is, what, if anything, goes sideways here? And how do we make money off of it? Because, I mean, the Chiefs have not been world beaters. They're nine and five, but they've had their issues. I think they beat Vegas, Philly. I mean, God, they desperately need to get back on track. I don't know if the Giants could go to Philadelphia and beat them necessarily. But Derek, this Christmas Day slate is extremely tricky. That's why I'm just going. I'm going 49ers and then whatever pieces fit into that 49er stack that allowed me to do it. That's how I'm looking at this game in the, I'm sorry, this slate on Christmas day. How do you look at it?
1: I think starting at the quarterback position, I, my two favorite quarterbacks on this slate are going to be Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I think Patrick Mahomes comes out and he just rips the Raiders a new one. Um, Looking at that game, I mean, the parts or pieces are easy, man. It's like, I don't think Pacheco comes back and plays. If he does, he's in play, but I think we get another CEH game. So for the Chiefs. I'm not paying up for Travis Kelsey. I'm going to play um, whoever the starting running back is for KC Mahomes. And I'm playing Rasheed Rice. Um, And for Jalen Hurts, the Giants, you can run on them, run on them, run on them. And this is a really good spot for Jalen Hurts to come out and, you know, do some things as a passer. We know that A.J. Brown just eviscerates man coverage. So looking at that game like it's Jalen Hurts. I want to pair him with AJ Brown and then just move on. If you wanted to play Deandre Swift in that stack and just say, okay, they get up and Deandre Swift finally gets a goal line touch and scores. Okay. I get it. But for me, those are the two favorite quarterbacks moving over to running backs for me on this slate, man. Like there's a lot of different ways to go on this slate. I think, I don't know if I'm going to make a lineup that does not have Christian McCaffrey in it though, because I it's think tough that, not to. He's, I think I mean, the 49ers, touchdowns just, speaks for they're going to run all over the Ravens, and that's how you attack this defense. we talked about it for a few weeks, man. It's like we saw the Rams do it. The Jacksonville Jaguars tried to do it, but they don't have the offensive line to do it. The San Francisco 49ers do, and Christian McCaffrey is going to go absolute ham on them. So CMC is is as close to a lock button play as you could possibly get on this slate. But with staying with running back, I think um, whoever the KC starting guys in play, if we get Josh Jacobs, he's in play. If not, Zamir White. Um, Saquon Barkley is in play again. I think people got burned. I was burned. I know you were as well, but in this game, you can run on the Eagles. They are not the same run defense as of, uh, the last few weeks on wide receivers. Uh, again, a tight pool for me, man. Like I think that the way that this slate goes sideways is I think we get one to maybe two giants, wide receivers that pop the Eagles secondary has been absolutely terrible. So, Wanda Robinson and Darius are in play on this slate. Uh, looking back over the Chiefs and Raiders game, I talked about Rasheed Rice, but I'm not playing Devontae Adams, going to get a shadow from Legere Sneed, Jacoby Myers. We saw have a big game in this last time they played. I think he is firmly in play. The guy that I want to bring up here, and if you're playing CMC, I'm going to implore you to to mini stack. We're going to go right back to the well without a man OBJ in this matchup and he's coming off a down game. People are not going to want to play him, but here is the reason why the 49ers since week 10 seventh highest rate of too high. We talked about this uh, when they played the Rams and why I said OBJ was going to go off OBJ versus too high 32% area, yard chair 1.8 yards per route run. He's been targeted on 25% of his routes versus too high. So OBJ is, he is the cheap skeleton key for this slate. I'm going to play a ton of OBJ. Um, Any other wide receiver plays, like I said, AJ Brown is firmly in play. Um, You can go with the 49ers guys, but honestly, I think this is just a Chris McCaffrey game, man. Like, so uh, I'm not chasing Debo. I'm not chasing Brandon Ayuk. Um, moving over to tight end. I think it's easy, man. Like I'll probably play. It's either going to be taking some cheap guys. Like I'll probably like, I, I'll i have a pool of like Michael Mayer, maybe Darren Waller makes that mix and Isaiah likely. And then I'm just going to move on.
0: All right, everybody. There is your holiday DFS slate brought to you by betting pros. Make sure you download the app right now. And don't forget if you do on iOS, you get three free days of premium. And also don't forget to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, over at betting pros as well. And this is the time of year too, where we appreciate all of you listening so much all year long. And if you enjoyed the shows, make sure you drop a nice five-star review, wherever you get your podcast. It's literally the least you can do, but it means a lot to us. So leave us feeling warm and fuzzy. If we've left your pockets, nice and fat this year, playing some DFS and wagering. We appreciate all of you for listening. We hope all of you have a healthy and happy safe holiday season. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the friends and family. Have some fun. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Derek Brown, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash betting pros.